Hello, everyone, and welcome to our BSG edition of Fans React. I'm your host, Stephanie, from USA. I'm Lauren from Los Angeles. I'm Dana from the colony Scorpia. <laughs> and I'm Betty from Hungary. Okay, that's not fair because I want to put my colony in. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, honestly, I, I mean, I've watched BSG more than any person should ever do anything. Nobody has ever been from the colony Scorpia, so I got to I know, but for that's that. my sign. I know. I'm, I am very proud of you. For what? Because you're a rebel. <laughs> Nobody's ever been from Scorpia. Ah, but it's cool. I don't want to be like everyone else. Word. Okay. So, as Lauren said, she is getting what she wants. Yes. This is a BSU <laughs> podcast, which is also what Betty and Donna want. Not just Lauren and pretty much everyone in the and world. And the listeners. Yeah. Yes. So we are here to please. We aim to please. This is what we do. So we're starting off with this podcast as the mini series. And... The first thing that I wrote is Laura's hair. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. There's, th- there's a whole sequence that happens before Laura's even introduced. But yeah, that's and important Adama's thing. hair is also yeah. horrible, by the way. But can we talk about buying it is to be the representative of the colony sent to this thing for forty years, and you go and the fucking door opens, <laughs> yeah, and Cylons come through. I'm just saying. Well, how did that guy not shit himself right uh, there? I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> yeah. he definitely looked very uncomfortable through that whole interaction are but you I alive say, yeah. <laughs> are you that shitting was... <laughs> are you having a bowel movement <laughs> when was the last time you ate <laughs> are you getting enough fiber <laughs> A vegan diet could have helped that. (laughs) You should have taken probiotics. (laughs) (laughs) I will say one of the things that I did not notice the first like 18 times I watched the miniseries or so was that the that guy at the the space station, he was Boxy's dad. Who? Boxy, the little Who? kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Because when they first open up, he sits down and he puts out a photo of his wife and his kid. And if you look at it, that's that's the Boxy. That's the kid that shows up later in the um, in the episode. Who is yeah, never but is... again? Yeah, where is the kid? <laughs> he shows up in one more episode it's either 33 or water in season four and then he's never heard from again huh interesting (laughs) (laughs) i guess they wanted to do something with him but then they decided not to yeah well i i think there were a lot of things about the miniseries that turned out that way like laura's hair (laughs) we're going to get there Listen, I think right from the beginning, 
the show got me because <clears throat> the whole aspect of it it's like the fear of today like we make machines we make robots to make life easier and then they fucking turn around and fuck us over like how do i know when i'm going to stop and shop and the self checkout that motherfucker's not going to come up yeah. and kill me okay <laughs> Well, listen, my Amazon Echo at like three o'clock in the morning would be like, Lauren, I didn't understand what you wanted to purchase. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to sleep. Whatever you're buying, no. Your cat was trying to buy something. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking terrifying. It is terrifying. Scary. That scares me. (laughs) Listen, if something like that happens in real life, I would be like, nah, I don't like people anyway. Yeah, but you'd die. They'd come and kill you. No, but what if I was on a spaceship and I was... Well, you know what? I prefer to die, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think... Okay. Give, all right, well, let's, let's go around the room. <laughs> Would you prefer to have been wiped out in the original bombing or live for the rest four years? I would prefer... If I lived, I would prefer being a pilot or a soldier. Because then my... I wouldn't have a purpose if I continued living. Okay. Betty? I would choose living, I think. On which ship? <laughs> I don't know. Better of course. <laughs> Doing what? Uh, sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you say? I'm sleeping. <laughs> and it's an army ship. You have to be a soldier. I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of fucking crazy people on that ship, so Betty probably could have a career. <laughs> a professional sleeper. She's a sleeper agent, silent agent. <gasps> She's a Cylon. Oh. I always knew. <laughs> All right, Steph? Kill me. No fucking way am I going to deal with that. No. Lauren? I'd totally rather be dead. Because there's nothing useful I could have done. And as soon as the food ran out and I had to eat algae, (laughs) fuck that. I I would have thrown myself out of an airlock. (laughs) You would have asked Rosalind to throw you out. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I would. we We all know I could have been a soldier there. Exactly. Oh, like, yeah. you would have a purpose. Betty would have a purpose. Yeah, and if this shit ever goes down in real life, Donna's going to be the soldier, and the rest of us are just going to be hiding behind her the entire time. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. The only good I would have done would be teaching the children. I don't That's even it. have That's that. On your death row, I can't watch it. <laughs> well, you know, Stephanie. Teachers do very well in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> they do, don't they? Until they die. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. If America keeps going the way they are, then this teacher will be a soldier, too. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's nice. Sorry, no, I had to always, go a little. You can always come little. teach English in Germany. I could. We don't have guns here. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to Germany. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Anyway. Next. Next. <clears throat> you can talk yeah. about Laura's hair now. <laughs> Lauren, go. Lauren, go. Okay. First of all, I, I'm willing to allow a lot of things for the fact that it was 2003. And I had some very unfortunate hair choices in 2003. <laughs> And there are some moments in the in the miniseries where her hair is fine, but there's the scene where she's sitting with Bill in the wardroom, and she says, are you planning to stage a military coup? And oh my god, like, no bullets the Cylons ever created could have penetrated her hair. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? Awful! I'm bad enough that she had to be wearing that shiny brown suit, but with the hair too. You know what? Coming yeah. to think of it, all the female silence had good hair, so Laura could never be could have never been. <laughs> all right. Well, here's the thing that I will say about the silence: all the female silence were hot, skinny, and young, and the male silence, I would not have fucked a single one of them. <laughs> I mean, the open was okay. He was no, he was weird. Like he's I mean just the way he looks, not the way he acts. No, no, but in the attractiveness scale, even the way he looks, he's weirdly attractive or attractively weird. <laughs> like not objectively <laughs> hot. Yeah, That's an interesting scale. <laughs> I have a lot of scales on this subject. You would not look at him and be like, Yeah, I'd take him home. No. Wait, wait, what about Sam? Oh, well that no no no. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the final five. We're not even close to that yet. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about the original Cylon models. You've got um Dr. Simon, who he's good looking, but also kind of a dick. And then you've got Cavill, who is disgusting. And then you've got Leoben, who is wearing a Hawaiian shirt through the entire series, which I'm sorry. <laughs> No. And then you've got Doral, who is this nerdy PR guy, and I, I work in PR, and trust me, I'd kick him in the balls. Like, I'd throw <laughs> him out an airlock just because he's annoying. <laughs> what about Cavill? He's not hot? <laughs> no, he's disgusting! <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the miniseries. Thank you. <laughs> Can we talk about the part where uh, Laura runs to the bathroom and cries? Oh, okay. oh my oh. god. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but anytime Mary McDonald has a very emotional bathroom scene, I'm completely on board. <laughs> I'm emotional too. I know. I'm like, oh, girl. When I first kill me now. When I first watched it and I saw that scene, I had to pause and it was just like, whoa. Like, this is. I was hooked from that point on, definitely, to Battlestar. It was something about that. I, I can't even explain it. I was like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, this is acting. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm done. And then I stopped watching after season two. <laughs> Lame. Well, I wasn't emotionally ready. I was not emotionally ready for this. No, it only gets worse from there. I you have, know. You have no choice now. No. I know. Well, I, I I do like that. I think Laura and Bill both had these very emotional arcs in the miniseries. With Bill, it was that Lee hated him. Yeah. You know, and he's trying to figure out how to have this relationship with his son without being able to have 
a relationship with his son. And I, I think that that was something that was very specific to the miniseries. Like the mm-hmm. way that when um, Lee showed up after um, after Bill thought he was dead. And they still didn't talk, but he just hugged him. He was still not able to say what he was feeling, but you could tell that that he was feeling a lot of things. I don't, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was. Just, I wrote was about very... this um, hug that I liked it because usually in American movies, men hug and pet each other because it's too embarrassing to hug another man. But mm-hmm. they didn't do it, and it was really nice. It was a really touching moment. Yeah. And I love that Laura had her own backstory where the world just ended. But she was worried about the things that had happened to her before that happened. Yeah. And that was her focus. And she was also pretty calm, but knowing what we know, not Steph, but us, about her family. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can understand how she was calm that uh, a lot of people, most of the population population Population. died. Yeah. I know the word. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was calm about it. And I liked the moment when uh, the pilot of the colonial, whatever number it had before it was one, he was shaking and she put her hand on his to calm him down. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> this show that? has too many feels right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets worse. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready. Okay. I have something to say about, but yeah, I can say it later. <laughs> Are you sure? About Bill and Laura. <laughs> if you want to bring it up now. Oh, well, I always do. Go ahead. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, his instinct, instinct, I know that word too, was... Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I did not help. <laughs> his instinct was to not like her and the power that she had as the new president uh but eventually he did he always did what she wanted even though he seemed like tough and like i don't want to do what you what you tell me to but i i think he used the power struggles as a substitute for sex i don't know that's what i think well i support that theory (laughs) (laughs) but you know i think that bill is he's not a stupid guy and i think that he knew when he was licked, even if he didn't, and I don't mean licked in the group way. <laughs> I mean, I think that Saul would have been like, oh, let's go out guns a blazing. And Bill knew that they were going to die. Yeah. That it was game over. And but he, he still enjoyed the power struggles because. Yeah, he did. Oh, after he wanted to fuck did. her. And yes. instead of that. Yeah. And I, I, I love the interplay between the two of them when they first meet in the hallway and they're arguing about the freaking network computer systems that tells kids where the bathrooms are. Instead of going into the bathroom and having sex. I know. Well, <laughs> the show would have been totally different and way more satisfying if they had just done that from the start. Yeah. I, love, I love the interplay between the two of them because there are so much intellectual equals. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And they have the same amount of power. Yeah, and and neither of them are afraid to use that against each other. Yeah. It's always interesting to see how a power struggle or a power power play plays out in terms of relationships. Because this could have ended very badly if Bill was just like, 
fuck your shit. We're going to do whatever we want. And then just everyone else dies. Like, it's... Um... Yeah. Well, he was smitten by her from the first moment. So that helped. Yeah. And also, there was nothing sexist about the power struggle between them. It's like, he never said you're a woman. You shouldn't be the president. No, Bill, he, he's many things. He's not a sexist. No. Yeah. That that that's what makes the power struggle like interesting and not disgusting. Yeah, I think his issues with her being the president had absolutely nothing to do with her gender and more to do with the fact that she was what forty third down on the line of succession and a school teacher. Yeah, but he also <laughs> knew that given the circumstances, he wouldn't be in charge of the fleet if the rest of the fleet hadn't been killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. And you see yeah. that later on, which we'll get to. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's, was it season two when he put her in the brig? brig? Mm, that was the end of season no. one. Yeah, that was like the it was the, the finale peak. That was the peak of the power struggle instead of sex. Yes. <laughs> if he just gone into that cell with her and you know they could have solved it in the first uh, in the end of the miniseries because she was in his quarters. They were talking. I and know. They just shook Shook hands yeah. instead of doing something else. There's a big couch there. Come on. <laughs> you gotta start slow, my friend. Yeah. No. No, you don't. You can't just... <laughs> like, what's the fun in that? You gotta have somewhat of a slow burn, no? Well, from a TV perspective, yes. A slow burn is good. Between them, it was too slow. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 I guess we'll see. Well, you'll see. I'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've already seen many, yes. many times. I have not. <laughs> this is going to be fun also because you three have watched it and I've only watched part of it. It's so... fun for you. It's annoying for us because we have to pick our words. Oh, fuck that. This show ended <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking eight years to watch the show. I am not spoiler alerting anything. Some of us have watched it like 80 times between that <laughs> time and now. It's just going to be fun to like week after week. I'll be like, oh my God, their hands touch. And you're going to be like, I know, yeah. we know. <laughs> and I'll be like, I know, but I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. My my sister was shocked that I watched it more than once. <laughs> really? Yeah. And speaking of her, she she uh, I worked on Twitter, but I don't know who saw it. That uh, she watched uh, Adama giving the speech, and yes. then my sister my sister asked, "Is she in love with him?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> she so is. So is. She just doesn't realize it yet, but yes. <laughs> um, but God, I can't wait to talk about when she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to wait. <laughs> I know. Okay, now did you want to say something? I could be actually a psychologist there because everybody's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I... Would have a lot of work there. So <laughs> you should you should start with Gaius. It's completely nuts. Oh, yes. 
I don't know, but Betty, isn't that kind of a lost cause? I mean, I really don't think you can help him. Yeah. He's fucking weird. Uh, This whole thing about God and the religion, I don't know how I... mm, I don't know how to take it. I, You know, I like it because it's very... I don't know how to say this. It's not heavy-handed. It's not like the show is a Christian show that's going <laughs> to teach you the right way to do things. I like that it's sort of this weird, amorphous, there are different points of view. and I don't see it like that. I think it's very, I don't know if Christian, but it does go by uh, the the Old Testament or the New Testament. I don't know exactly. I don't know not much about religion. <laughs> but I, Fuck if I know. But, you know, the commandments and stuff like that that exist in our religions. And uh, it's like uh, you can see that things actually happen by God's will when Gaius has to repent and then he, he's saved. It's like there's no argument. There is a God. That's it. I don't know how saved you could be if you're hallucinating a fucking Cylon. But, well, but yeah, he's, no, not, that's he's of... not hallucinating her. That's another thing. <laughs> Well, that you okay. are supposed to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it comes up with him several times during the course mm-hmm. of the first season, and I uh, kind the, of, all the seasons. Well, yeah. that's true too. It's a um, very major subject on the yeah, show. Yeah, but I like the fact that the whole like religion and God thing is coming from a basically glorified sex bot. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of weird, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, well. It's better than if it were coming from a Sharon Raider-esque nun who never did anything wrong ever in her life. Yeah, but I still don't like the whole... I mean, if they had left this issue of uh, if there's a God or not open, then I would have said, okay, but there is definitely a God by this show. I think that, honestly, I think that if you watch the show from start to finish, I don't think they ever knew how much religion was going to play when they started. And it just turned into this weird super religious text. Yeah. Which I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a fan of, but... <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. I really wish I had time to watch the whole miniseries over again, but because I think this question would have been answered. And maybe I already know the answer to this question, but the scene... I'm going! The scene... <laughs> Where uh, Six is in that marketplace and she goes up to the woman and her baby. Oh, it's terrible. I want to answer this. I want to answer this. What's the question? Yeah. Why did she kill the baby? baby? Yeah. Because she she has no feelings, right? She has no emotions. I don't think Uh, that's why. And everyone's going to die anyway. See, that's why I think she killed the baby. She knew everybody was going to die. And yeah. she thought that this was an innocent creature and she wanted to save him from that. That's I mean, if I you... Mean. This is one of those things that I would really like to know the writer's <laughs> take on it because you could read it either way. Mm, maybe but... we can ask it in May. Oh, believe me, I Ooh. will. <laughs> can, we keep a, can we keep a list of questions to ask? Why did she kill the baby? My number two question. What the fuck were you thinking with her hair? <laughs> <laughs> and number three, <laughs> that... <laughs> Is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, 
What about the thing that she wore, that transparent thing, when she came to Gaius? Uh, oh, I mean, I, that creeps me right the fuck out because it's like who walks down, who walks out the street like that? Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, that whole scene left me. Well, <laughs> well, I I don't think that she was ever supposed to be anything more than just a sexual fantasy. Mm. Yeah, my sister didn't like her. She's like, her whole goal here is to be slutty. I don't yeah, like well, her. Yeah, I, I didn't. But she did more than that. She did, and I, you know, I didn't. I, I shouldn't say I didn't like her. I didn't care about her up until maybe the third season, and then she got really interesting. And in the fourth season, she was playing a lot of different versions of the sixth character, and she was really good. And yeah. I don't think that they ever expected her to be that good. I think that also in the first season, Trisha Helfer does a really good job. She does. She does. She is so good as Six. Even the very first scene where she's walking into that, what do you call it, with the representative from the colonies. And she oh, just yeah. sits the on space the desk. Station. Yeah. Station. The space station. She just sits on the desk and kind of like hovers on his face. But she's like slowly moving her face, facial muscle, muscles at the same time and it's just so creepy and it's so awesome. I love it so yeah. much. And I love it because they at the same time they're setting her up as this gorgeous creature, this sexual being. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, but she's yeah. wearing a you know, a, a suit that is buttoned up to her neck. She's not overtly sexual in that scene, but she's, she's just, sexual when she needs to be sexual, yeah. I guess. Yeah. She plays it, but it's not it's not played for her. It's mm. just so good. Mm-hmm. I just really like the parts where uh, she starts to make out or have sex with guys, and he's in the middle of a room with people, and then he like wakes up, and people are like <laughs> looking. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> there are several moments like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else do we want to talk about? The Betty, <laughs> Betty. Mm. <laughs> Do you have a scene you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> what was that? Blank, which was that? <laughs> <laughs> She's so tired. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, when Hilo uh, asks that, uh, aren't you Gaius Butler? And Gaius says, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my God, it's so him. That. It's so him. There's a gift set in Tumblr with just this uh, two sentences and under it there, uh, this is the horse show. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love yeah. that Hilo was never supposed to be in the rest of the show. Really? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, he was. They just assumed that when they flew off and he was still on Capricorn, that he would die. And it was because the fans reacted to his character that he was brought back on. Because he's hot. Well, he is hot. <laughs> Hilo's one of but- those characters that I, I both love and at the same time I just want to punch him right in the dick. 
Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> dick punch. Cobra <laughs> <laughs> dick punch. Exactly. <laughs> Would you have done the same thing that he did? That he gave up his place? Me? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Of course not. But I. And also- for whom? For guys, Balta. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, if you don't. I mean, knowing that he's just a super genius and you have the little bit of humanity left that you're trying to save, and you're thinking, well, what the fuck am I going to do? He's yeah. probably got a yeah. better shot at saving <laughs> whatever's left. Go ahead. I, I want to die anyway, they... so I mean... <laughs> <laughs> right. I love the way that they introduced Baltar in the miniseries, though. In that television interview where they've got the reporter oh, yeah. talking, and he's looking off wistfully into yes. the distance, like, "Dude, fuck this guy." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. one thing that I noticed is uh, in that scene when Six comes in through the door and she puts her bag on the table, and there's these weird like vases on top of the table. They have betta fish in them. What the fuck kind of person puts beta, a single beta fish in like three different vases? What is that? People who use animals as decoration. It's it was like weird. I was like, okay, this guy's fucking out of his mind. Well, yeah, that's kind of the whole premise of the show. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying when I first watched it, I was like, uh, okay. Don't know if this is an aesthetic thing, but you need to calm down. <laughs> I don't know, but speaking of aesthetics, I want his house so bad. Oh, yeah. Jesus the Christ. view. The view alone. Oh. Yeah. Killing me. Look at the view, Lou. <laughs> oh, you went there. You went there. Why? <laughs> I'm over it. I was just going to forget. <laughs> you will never forget <laughs> I know I won't no I hold on to my grudges for eternity <laughs> me too um let's see uh the swearing in okay uh. that is one of my favorite uh scenes that has ever happened on a television show because I love the way that it called into the um Lyndon B. Johnson swearing in after Kennedy was assassinated. And I know that that makes me sound really old, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Wasn't it in the 60s? Yeah, 1963. You weren't born. Dude, I've got an internet connection. If you look at pictures of that swearing in, they're almost mirror images of each other. It was so beautifully done. I need to see it. Yeah. I mean, just the, link just the fact that, what, 95% of the population just got wiped out. You're 43rd in line. And you are yeah. now who you just thought was just some kind of secretary of education, whatever. I work for the government. You're now the president of whoever's left. And not only that, she but... Didn't, she didn't even want to get into politics. She didn't even exactly. want to get into no. politics. But she also thought the worst thing that was going to happen to her this week... Was that she was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer, and yeah. now all of a sudden she's responsible for the fate of humanity. And I love how she always really cared about it, unlike mm-hmm. people like Zarek and Gaius. And yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, she did a lot of, uh, I would say, questionable things. But, always, but she did it for the good of yes. the fleet. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not going to judge her for that. We need presidents like her in real life. No shit. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> I'll take her as a president any day. I'll also take Even her if she as throws a... me out the airlock. I'm fine with that. She could throw me out the airlock. If it meant that it would help everyone else, fine, whatever. Okay, Hilo. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll take her as president or secretary of education. What the fuck is that? I bet. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> What is that? It's the little table that I put my laptop on. I moved it to look for something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought Betty was Darth Vadering us again. <laughs> <laughs> What, Betty? What did you yell there? What? Betty? <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> She threw herself out an airlock. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, what do you want to contribute to something here? <laughs> I always feel so bad because when we do these podcasts, you're basically like asleep, comatose, etc. He's a sleeper agent. Oh, right, right, right. Got it. Betty's gonna blow us all up in Germany. <laughs> And I'm gonna fight her because I'm a soldier. Just, Steph and I are just gonna just die. Gonna die? Just gonna lay down and die. That's it. But if you die, we have to die too. So oh yeah, cult oh, yeah. rules. <laughs> no, I'm gonna save you. I'm, I'm so save glad you. we have those cult rules now. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been good if there was a character of a psychologist that was actually a Cylon? That would be fascinating. That would be yeah. very scary. She would get a glimpse into people's uh, minds. Yeah. But she would actually be a Cylon. I love the idea of humanity and Cylon's versions of humanity. That, to me, is fascinating. What do you mean? Um, uh, that the Cylons... If you look at the first and second season, they really wanted to embrace, I guess, their version of humanity, but they didn't really understand it. Like to be like humans, yeah. you mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. And but then, they hated them. But they did, but they also tried to, I guess, emulate them and um, try to integrate with them towards the end of the second season and into occupation. But, you know, they didn't really have a clear idea of humanity was. But then if you look at what was set up in the miniseries, humanity had no idea what humanity was either. Yeah, who has idea Nobody what does. humanity is? Nobody does. People are fucking crazy. Exactly. Is there a year, is there a specific year that the miniseries takes place in? Yeah, it takes place 150,000 yeah. years before yeah. 2003. <laughs> Oh, okay. spoiler! Sorry. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm just wondering because it's there's some aspects about it that seem futuristic, and there's some aspects about What, it. You that mean seem... like the spaceships? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you will see in the you will see it in the last episode. 
Okay. All if right. you ever reach it, I'm going to reach it. <laughs> it's a it's a sci-fi show that was written very much not to take place in the past, future, or anywhere else. It was designed to make sense within the context of the time. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it timeless. Yes. Like we can Very watch it so. 50 years from now and it still applies. Yeah, because politicians still suck. <laughs> and people don't change. And uh, how do they say it? All of this has happened before, then it will happen yeah, again. Yeah, history it repeats again. itself. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Lauren, you have any other? I love Billy. No, yeah. I love him. He's such a sweet boy. Is. Oh, and I love um, the way that they set up the relationship between Apollo and Lara. I love that. Yeah, I thought about it uh, when I watched the miniseries today. Or was it the first episode? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was the miniseries because he was there when she was sworn in. And I think that was the beginning of the relationship and why he respected her from the beginning. Yes, and I, uh, the, uh, there are two things in the miniseries that I think really set up Laura as a character. One was the um, the silence coming in and Laura saying, no, we're staying. And Lee going down to the, I guess, the bowels of the ship and setting off the EMP device. Oh, yeah. And, and that was the end of the first episode of the miniseries. He was the one who saved them. Yeah. And then... You know, fast forward to the second episode when they had all the ships in the fleet together and the Cylon uh, Raiders jumped in again. Lee said, they're going to kill us. And Lara realized that after what had happened before, she had to make the hard decisions. And that was the moment where she realized, I I can't be emotional about things. I have to be practical. Mm -hmm. I have to decide saving a thousand people or saving tens of thousands of people. Right. And that yeah, to me horrible. was, it was awful. And the way that they shot that and the um, voices over the intercoms where they were saying, I hope you're burning oh, yeah. hell for this. It was yeah. horrible. But at the same time, it was the right decision to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. loved that. I loved that she learned from that first mistake and never turned back from it. And it was especially horrible because we saw the girl. Yeah. On that trip. Oh, God. Yeah. And Billy saying, oh, by the way, Cammie, that little girl, she's going to die. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was a little mean. <laughs> it was true. Truth. Is, yeah. I but, love uh, the pragmatism in Rosalind's way of being the president. I think it was a really hard lesson for her to learn and one that she never wanted to learn. But she did. She learned it really fast. Yeah. Betty, do you have any other points that you want to make so we can, <laughs> so we can, get, so we can get you to sleep? <laughs> Babe, we need to get you to sleep. Babe. It's probably, probably really, hard, really hard for Betty to watch the first episode because they don't sleep for like six days. <laughs> Betty's like, this is my fucking podcast. <laughs> this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to say that Solta is my 
Spirit animal. Really? <laughs> what? Ew, I hate him. Why? Because he drinks all the time? <laughs> oh, that's my girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's a mean drunk. He is, but I love that interaction between uh, Bill and Saul, where he Saul so desperately wants to, you know, throw Kara in the brig and I guess get her booted out of the military. And Bill's like, "Well, you did overturn the table first. No, I didn't. Yeah. Unless well, I did, maybe I did." <laughs> well, that scene with them playing cards at the table and the cameras going around the table as they're talking and um, yeah. It was it was good. I love I yeah. love the camera angles of the show. Well, one of the things that they they set out to do with making the show was to film it like a documentary, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, it's true. It's not shot like a traditional drama. Yeah, I think it was uh, the first one, right? Because later on, they ha- uh, there were other shows like that, like The Office, I think. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I never thought of it like that. Or just well, that's idea. because you haven't watched the entire show, <laughs> and or watched the DVDs and the extras. <sighs> I meant filming a show <laughs> in a different way than it's supposed to be. Yeah, it was a, it was a very um, cutting edge show that was aired yeah. on a third rate cable network. So it never really got the attention that it deserved. But it does with the years. And yes. now they're doing cons all over the world, pretty much. Well, not all over, but... Oh, no, pretty much Indeed. all over pretty the world. Pretty much. All right, Betty, you need to sleep. Um, wait, we need to close out the podcast. We need to close out the podcast. This podcast was brought to you by... From New New Caprica. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by Laura Roslin in her bathroom. <laughs> Fuck, that wasn't even what it was. Damn it. It was funny in my head. <laughs> no, Laura Roslin in Adama's quarters. But we, we're not there yet. Why? It's the end of the miniseries. This podcast was brought to you by Laura Roslin. In Bill Adama's quarters. <laughs> da, da, da. Banging. <laughs> no, Betty has to say that. Laura and uh, Bill banging in the quarters. Lord. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Laura and Bill banging on his desk. <laughs> Laura and Bill banging on his <laughs> Laura and Bill banging in the head. Laura and Bill. <laughs> banging in the CIC. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Wait, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. This podcast was brought to you by all of the places Laura and Bill should have had sex in the miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let a Cylon fuck you in the night. <laughs> 
Hi you guys, this is Rachel, aka Blossom of Snow here, um, and I am so excited that you guys are doing your BSG podcast. I'm really, really excited. It's been a really long time since I watched the miniseries. I skipped it in my rewatch because I've started a rewatch so many times with the miniseries, um, so I'm kind of going off of distant memory here, but I do have a couple of things to say. Um, first things first, I would honestly prefer to die, um, just to answer that question. Also, quick note, I am outside, so if you hear cars, that's why. It's really nice outside. And um, But yeah, I would honestly prefer to die. But if I did live, I would want to work uh, for Laura Roslin. Just saying. Um, and the hair. My god. I'm with Lauren. It was the 2000s, so we really can't even compare. <laughs> The swearing-in scene, I really, I love that you guys talked about that. Um, You know, she just found out that she's going to die, and that she has to be the leader for humanity. And on top of the fear of being the 43rd person in line, and suddenly you're the president, um, but also the fear that, oh my god, I might not be able to save these people. I may not be able to lead these people because I could be dead. I feel like that was really important um, to think about in that scene. And um, I loved the comparison between um, the you know real life president and Laura being sworn in with her hand shaking. That was really that was an astute observation about Bill and Laura and their kind of initial butting heads dynamic. Um, I agree. I don't think he's a sexist at all. Um, but it, it hurt me to hear him patronize her by calling her a school teacher. And, um, you know, he's a smart guy, but that, that initial pushback against her and that, that belittling of her achievements. You know, she's the secretary of education. Of course, there was, there was a lot going on. And I feel like when the world is ending, it is kind of a shock to find out that the Secretary of Education is supposed to be the leader of what's left of humanity. And I get that. But that, that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm really glad that they got past that relatively quickly. Ooh, Betty, I need you to help Starbucks, okay? That is the first person that you need to practice your psychological powers on, because, my God, she needs some help, okay? I just want Starbucks to be happy and she's not for most of the time and i hate guys walter i'm just gonna say it i hate him so much you guys know like if you've seen my live blogs of um, my bsg rewatch i hate guys i hate everything about him he is a sex craved lunatic and i i can't i can't stand him i love that you guys talked about the connection to our religion like in our culture um and how they portrayed that on bsg because you know i'm i'm with you it got kind of pushy towards the end you know six was like pushing god on on gaius and i think that's a reflection of western religion um with people uh, evangelizing and, and just kind of pushing their beliefs on you and i don't know if that was the whole purpose. I doubt that was the whole purpose of that arc, but that's just something that I wanted to point out. That was definitely a connection between this supposedly fictional religion and um, the religions in our Western culture. Um, on the Cylon's view of humanity, I'm really glad that you guys brought that up because I, I have a lot of thoughts about that. And I feel like their inability to understand how to be human was connected to their view of humanity. 
they had a lot of criticisms about humanity, and they and they should. We we have flaws, but I feel like that's the only thing that they saw. You know, uh, the the only view they had humanity was what they didn't want to be, but they ended up becoming that anyway. And I, I again just applaud Ron Moore for that because that's um, that's an interesting uh, paradox, um, and I'm. I'm fan of paradox in television and literature and everything um um billy billy i love billy so much and i love his relationship with laura because you know initially he was the only one that knew the news that she got about her cancer um until she told lee um which i also loved those those were her her two guys you know that she that she trusted and um when your whole world has literally been obliterated, you know, you really form a bond with those people that, that you trust initially. Um, and God, I'm glad it was Billy. Oh, I loved Billy so much. You guys, I'm sorry. I could go about him forever. Um, I, I, that was the, the, the death that affected me the most. Um, spoiler alert. Oh my God. Spoiler alert. Um, I think Steph, you've gotten to that. If you've gotten to season two, cause that's when that happened. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so that concludes my um, really random thoughts. I'm sorry, I was going off of the notes that I had on my phone <laughs> while I was listening to the podcast. So uh, sorry if I was a little all over the place. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the miniseries. And I'm really excited to hear the next one. Thanks, you guys.